Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. And we're back. Welcome to Modernizer Die, the CFML News Edition. So we're live and on we're YouTube back. today, and we're broadcasting on the podcast later. So you know, contrary you... to popular belief, Gavin and I don't actually ever leave the studio. We just sit here at this desk waiting for the podcast every week. So, yep, that's why we get so much work done. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, all I have is this microphone to program with, too. It's all I use. Yep, I got my invisible <clears throat> laptop. See, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> So uh, welcome back. Yep, January twenty eighth. Uh, it's been another busy week, uh, so we got lots to talk about. Um, sorry for a late start, but we're ready to go. So a wizard is never late, Gavin. A wizard is always on time. Yeah. Well, I'm not a wizard. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. You've been watching a lot of Harry Potter lately. I've been seeing a lot of we those. Ha we have. My daughter's reading the books, and as she completes each book, our family watches the movies. And so everyone's always like, hey, Lexi, are you done with the next book? Come on, hurry up. It's taking so long. So I, we may have just watched The Goblet of Fire a couple uh, months ago. Okay, because you've been doing a lot of references lately in Slack, and I'm getting lost. <laughs> yes, yes I have been Potter making fan. Harry Potter references. That's correct. Okay, so first we'll go to news and events. And the first one's more of a rumor. So uh, the Cold Fusion pre-release alpha is starting. So we've heard a rumor that emails are going mm. out for the alpha. So if you've signed Rumors. up, um, you may be getting a, an email to be invited to the pre-release. Not that we can publicly admit that we may or may not be on a pre-release that may or may not have started, but yeah, it's possible. So check so, your yeah. emails. Yep. So uh, I think the first wave is uh, of the alpha is coming out and they usually do a few different waves of alpha then they do beta and then it comes out later in the year so um, yeah so yeah but if you are uh, thinking about doing it please go uh, sign up at the survey monkey survey uh, register we need all the community to get in there and test it give feedback on the features find bugs and everything so when it is released it works properly um that's a big thing for us being, you know, cold box creators and we work with command box and all the other tools, test box, etc. We need to make sure they're working because otherwise when Adobe releases it and someone updates, everything breaks. So if you're, if you maintain a, a, an open source project or a framework or something, or even just your own apps, please test it. Um, and yeah, there's nothing worse than the new version of, of, you know, a cold fusion server coming out and then like the cold box framework or something doesn't work. So yep. definitely want to, uh, get your chance and opportunity to test things beforehand. Yep. And even your own stuff, it's good to test. And now they're in that feedback mode where they're accepting feedbacks and bugs and tests, and they're more likely to fix them quicker if we get them now. If you wait till it comes out and then oh, file yeah. them, it gets in the bug tracker. And it's, yeah, right now they're in bug squashing mode. So let's give them as many as we can to, to bug fix Bug squashing so. mode. So, yeah. So, yep. And uh, I usually keep the. Uh, I, I, I provide a way for you to test with command box as well, but you have to be part of the pre-release to find the details on that. So yep, it'll, sure. it's not available to, to mere mortals. Yep, exactly. So um, again, survey monkey is the survey um, and you can go sign up and then you'll get emailed when it's your turn to, to join. So pretty exciting for those ready for CF 2020. Uh, it um, is. It's always fun to have a new, cycle of stuff to to test out so oh it looks like um some mere muggles uh comments <laughs> mere muggles yes <laughs> oh too funny too funny okay so next on our list we have some exciting announcements about into the box Ooh. Mm. So after much deliberation, I'm excitable, Gavin. <laughs> after much deliberation, um, we've got some new pricing and workshop announcements for Into the Box 2020. So last week we mentioned that we've actually extended Into the Box from three days to four days. So now what? instead of one days of workshops, you have the ability to go to two days of workshops. So but wait, there's more. Yep. So. Um, we try to make things a little different because previously we had two day workshops and we try to do a one day version of them. They weren't that great. And our, uh, our sort of our workshops that we do all the time, the cold box zero to hero and the cold box here to superhero, mm -hmm. very well received. Everyone likes them. They keep coming back for the new version and they're great two day workshops. The one day workshop version is not as good. And so there's just thought, a lot to cover. 
I mean, there's a lot to, to dive in to really kind of fully like build a working application from scratch. So yeah. I can confirm that giving it two, two full days to like soak in and, and do all the work is definitely uh, yeah. a lot nicer. Because the workshops too, we want you to build stuff. We want you to do it and then we help you and guide you. And so the two days, it really gives you enough time to do it. So we extended the the conference uh, workshops to be two days. So now you have you can take either the Coldbox Zero to Hero two day workshop or the Coldbox Hero to Superhero two day workshop. API but, edition. Yeah, the API edition. And so I'm leading the Coldbox Zero to Hero. Luis is leading the Coldbox Hero to Superhero API edition. But that's not all you can do. So now there's two days of workshops, and our most popular ones last year were the BDD and containerizing CFML applications. But everybody complains they can only do one. So this year, <laughs> that's not the case. So this year, on day one, you can take Intro to BDD with Brad Wood, Containerizing CFMA Applications with John Clawson, or Intro to Quick by Eric Peterson. So And those are one-day workshops. One-day workshops, yep. And then on day two, we're repeating a couple of the workshops. So if you want to take uh, a couple, you can actually choose which day you want them on. So on day two, we're redoing Intro to BDD with Brad Wood. So mm -hmm. again, it's a one-day workshop. I have to do it twice? Yep. Man. And then <laughs> Containerizing CFMA Application by John Clawson is getting repeated because, again, last year <clears throat> they sold out. Both of them sold out. And then uh, on day two, Eric Peterson is doing CB Elasticsearch. So we had a lot of people uh, asking about Elasticsearch and how to get up and running with it. And so this is uh, a one-day workshop by Eric on that. And then that's not all. We have a, a special <laughs> community wait, member. Uh, Charlie Earhart is actually going to be doing a workshop. Shh, I think he's listening. Two. I'd be careful what you say about him. Yeah. So on, <laughs> on day two... Um, Charlie's going to be doing troubleshooting common CF Lucy server challenges. So he's presented this one as a, uh, um, at CF Summit as a pre-conference workshop, and he uh, does a lot of these. And obviously, this is a full-time job. He does a lot of con consulting, contracting, helping solve these very problems. So, in fact, I've even heard he re he's referred to as veteran troubleshooter Charlie Earhart. Just yes, <laughs> things, rumors that I've heard. Exactly. That sounds pretty good. So what if you're a person who learns by repetition and you want to go to the same one-day workshop two days in a row and just rewind it and do it again? You Can could, you do that? You could totally do that, but obviously you probably want to spread it out and get a bit of variety, but uh, you could do that. Now, John <laughs> Farrar awesome. decided that he wants to do a two-day workshop and a one-day workshop. So I've got an answer for you, John. I would go to two one-day workshops and do the two-day workshop if you want to do the superhero one at... Um, CF Summit East because Luis is going to be teaching uh, one of the one of the two day ones there, or come yeah. to CF Summit and we'll be doing Zero to Hero and Hero to Superhero. I'm sure again at CF Summit or at CF Camp, we might be doing something there too. I think we're doing right. uh, Into the Box Europe, so there's opportunities there. And so the, the go well, ahead. I was going to say, and we offer all these trainings that we do, not just at conferences too. So Auto Solutions will do That's online trainings. We'll actually come to your location and do trainings. If you've got a small team, we can do that as well. So these trainings are not just, you know, one-off things that we do around conferences. We do them all the time, and we do a lot of them. But, uh, you know, if you do it at, by a conference, you're usually going to be there already, so you're already traveling and everything else. And the costs, we can share the costs across um, the conference itself. So that usually makes it a little more economical for you. So, but we can do them online. We can do them in person at your location. So, if you are interested in these trainings, let us know and we can schedule that for you too. Because yeah, that's a good that. point. I mean, because I've done intro to BDD for quite a few companies online virtual trainings. People that can't get their entire team out to a conference, um, but we'll do an online training that's dedicated for them. So, the too long didn't read for all that is there's two days of workshops, and we have a couple two day workshop options, or you can mix and match a couple one day workshop options. Um, give you lots of uh lots of uh options for yep. your options and so uh charlie just mentioned in the chat that his one isn't listed yet and he's correct we're adding the workshops we just got finished adding all the event bright updates yesterday for all of our stuff and i just confirmed that we had the latest information from charlie to be able to add his one as well so um it will be there very soon charlie and everyone's signing up and with that being said pricing so we have pricing <sighs> updates <laughs> So previously there was a three-day 
all access pass which gave you one day workshop and two day conference and so that price is still the same it's 599 is the super early bird normally 799 but now we have an, an all day all day all week <laughs> package which is <laughs> four days so you get two days of workshops and two days of conference for 749 which is normally 999 so you save 250 if you do the four days right now the super early bird is saving 200 dollars if you buy it now and then the two-day workshops, if you just want to do two days of workshops, you can do that for six ninety nine, but um, it's only like one fifty more, and you get two days of conference Just stay well. for the conference, man. Come yeah, on. Exactly. And the one-day <laughs> workshop and the two-day conference um, early bird is uh, three ninety nine, but the two-day conference is three ninety nine. so you may as well do the workshop too. So, unless I got my pricing wrong. <laughs> it looks like it, you, if you do the conference and the workshop, that must be wrong. I'm going to have to check that out. So maybe I got whatever the heck whatever notes. the heck we put on the website. That's our final pricing, regardless yeah, of what Gavin exactly, said. Because uh, <laughs> Gavin is wrong a lot, and yeah, I was in a mad rush the, to get all this done. The only thing so that matters see. is just come for all of it. That's all you guys need to know. Be there for all the workshops, oh. all the conference, and it makes your life easy. Okay, so here's the deal: if you want to do one day workshop only, no conference, it's three ninety nine. That's what it is. So two days workshops by themselves, uh, six ninety nine. One day workshop by themselves, three ninety nine. Two day conference by itself, three ninety nine. And then you got the combos. If you do one workshop, two day conference, five ninety nine. Two day workshop, two day conference, seven forty nine. And it's all on the website, so don't worry about what I'm saying. Eventually, this is going to end up all a cart like the McDonald's dollar menu. You know, people are going to come and be like, "All right, I want the day one keynote only. I want lunch. I want only happy box, and I want the third session on day two. What does that cost me?" Yep. <laughs> One million dollars, that's what it'll cost you. Just come for all of it. Yep. Long story Most short. Most people do. Great deals. Seven forty nine for a week conference. I mean that's half the price of any JavaScript conference out there right now or Docker conference without any workshop. So that's pretty good. Uh and Charlie also made a note that before CF Summit in twenty eighteen he had a, over a hundred people attend the uh his his one day workshop and had a great turnout. Everybody loved it, so it'll be a great one. So and John, well, Duke no, Perfect Duke Perfect will not be there. Like, but we might have a DeLorean. We don't know. <laughs> There's one on the t-shirt. Like, so is, right? is Dude Perfect showing up at uh, at one of the JavaScript conferences or something? Maybe. I'm not even sure. You know, um, it's I I would be a lot more impressed with Dude Perfect if they would actually show all the failed takes before they do at the right time. Yeah. Because you know they, they you know they'd like try to throw that ping pong cup off like you know the top of the warehouse into the the whatever like a billion times and they get it right one time when you're like yeah first try you're like whatever dude yeah exactly. maybe we can do our own dude perfect four into the box i don't know <laughs> we could like make paper airplanes and like throw them through a hoop or something we'll try and land in a box yeah dynamite tied to it we'll, we'll figure something out yeah okay so one more little announcement for cf summit uh, if you're a speaker and you um submitted talks to be cf at, summit or into the box into the box <laughs> I'm having a meal of a day today. <laughs> you want me just to go ahead and do this, Gavin? You take a break. I'll I'll read the show notes. <laughs> you can do that. Anyway, so if you're a sp you applied to speak it into the box, um, rejection letters have gone out and acceptance letters have gone out. So if you've got one, please confirm that you're going to make it there. We're going to be announcing the speakers in the, um, next week for those who confirm. So I would like to, um, you know, basically run run it get it through so keep an eye out um sorry if we didn't pick your talk there were a lot of great uh a lot of great content and it was we really had a lot of talks submitted yeah that is for sure had 138 plus the oldest one so like a almost 200 talks we had to decide and nail it down to what 28 or something mm -hmm. pretty crazy so thank you everybody who submitted though you're making the conference better by you know submitting all this great content so uh check your emails for unfortunately except uh, uh sorry rejections and hopefully some uh some nice confirmations there that you were accepted so we'll be getting all that information out there as well so huh, that's into the box 2020 announcements pretty big for the second hour of our podcast yep Gavin will shut up and let Brad do it properly. We have a webinar this Friday about a, a new uh, a new project that Eric Peterson is working on called CB Inertia. Uh, yep. He's just based on uh, inertia.js. And I think he's like frantically typing right now, I believe, to try to uh, <laughs> get a, a proof of concept ready. Um, 
the yeah. workshops. So it's pretty cool. Inertia JS is a really great stepping stone, I think, for those who are used to doing back end development that are moving to the front end. Because normally when you do Vue.js and everything, you normally have to build your own API. But the cool thing about Inertia.js is that you basically use your existing server-side um, logic, handlers, everything. And then basically the view is just the Inertia piece. And you can don't have to change your handlers much at all. The CB Inertia just basically returns JSON packets instead of the, the views, and it updates itself. It's really neat. So, you know, if you're wanting to add view and stuff into your into your app, and don't want to go full API version, this is very, you know, very... I don't know the next step. I guess it's it's pretty neat. I listened to a, a podcast from the Full Stack Radio where they interviewed um, John Jonathan Rednick, um, the creative of Inertia uh, JS, and Adam Watham. And after listening to that, it made way more sense, and I'm really excited to see the CB Inertia stuff. So Eric's actually pulled it over their demo app, um, Ping CRM. And I think he's going to try and get it finished up and actually put on the site. It'll be one of the new adapters that they'll have. So there's only, a, you know, they've got one for Rails. Uh, they've got one for Laravel. So we'll have the Coldbox one up there pretty soon. I'm yep. pretty excited about that. There's the link to sign up for the webinar. I tried to post it under my user and apparently YouTube <laughs> thinks I'm a spammer. So I had to I had to post it with the Ordis account. Yep. Jeez, YouTube, let so, me post. So that's going to be Friday, uh, this Friday, January 31st um, at 11 Central. So Eric's going to be presenting that. Um, I'm pretty excited to see more detail. We've seen a quick show and tell, and it's looking pretty neat. And yeah, so I'm excited. I think it's a, a great way to transition your apps from fully server-side to server-side with some VGS in the front. Or Speaking React. of transitions. Yeah. Oh, tried to cut you off. You kept talking. <laughs> Uh, no, I was going to go on to the next item, the CF Live Coding. Yep. So uh, Michael Bourne and Gavin have been doing some uh, some little experiments online where they basically uh, live stream themselves, like writing code that all works the first time, Dude Perfect Code Edition. And then <laughs> I guess people just watch them live and kind of make fun of them and taunt them as they go. You know, like, what? You put your spaces before the curly. What's wrong with you, you freak? Um no, just kidding. But seriously, they're doing—they've been doing a live uh, live coding series, and they're building a ForgeBox package, kind of just showing all the steps from scratch. But it's kind of fun because you get to see impair program and sort of you know come up with it and work through all the the issues. So it's not like a typical uh, kind of screencast recording where somebody has all the pieces in place and they're like bada bing bada boom we're done. It's sort of like let's work through it. And if they hit an error, you see them hit the error, and you see them troubleshoot the error. So. Um, yeah. They're, I think looks like you guys are aiming for uh, weekly on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Yep, for Pacific. So yeah. uh, we've done the last two weeks, and tomorrow we're going to do some more. We should actually be able to create our ForgeBox package and publish it tomorrow if everything's going correctly. But uh, yeah, I, week, I thought publishing a ForgeBox package just took a couple seconds. Just type publish, right? It does, but we had to build the app and it's design so it long. and figure it all out. So. Oh, you mean not just a hello world? package an actually uh, useful package yeah we're actually building uh, uh, something so we can do a monthly code challenge with cold fusion so mm. you, we can actually download the module into your app uh, and then run the test and see if you complete the test so uh kind of like, like code wars and kind of yeah, like you're recreating code, code wars <laughs> and exorcism um and, and stuff like that so yeah so we've been working on that because uh, we're waiting for code wars to get accepted onto uh cfml to get accepted onto code wars but guess what happened this week, Brad? Oh, we were already spilling those beans? I, I assume that was going to be down below. Yeah, well... Um, I'll bite, Gavin. What happened this week? So, uh, in the process of uh, our monthly challenge, we've been harassing Code Wars to get CFML added. Mm. Um, we found a link, and David Levine actually helped me find it. Um, we found a link that had... It was Apparently, it's an obsolete repo, but they're still using the issue tracker, which confused me. That's why I initially <laughs> ignored it, but when he emailed me, I said, well, let me check this out. And so we went and found a place where you can add a you know, an, a language request. And so we added it, and they responded pretty quickly, and I pinged Brad, and we basically worked through it. And um, one of the requirements to get it noticed is to have a bunch of thumbs-up reactions, right? So we posted on Twitter, we posted on the ColdFusion portal, and all around the place. And most of the languages on there in the last few months had two or three reactions. Within an hour, Lame. we had like 40. 
and so we have like over 90 people um from around the community you know clicked on my my tweet or my blog post and everybody was liking and sharing uh, and we got over 90 people within a day, basically, or within I'm a few right hours. Now to see what the current count is. I think it's 91. 92. Plus. Wait, Ooh, there's 92, 92 thumbs up, and then there's two rocket emojis. Yeah. But I'm guessing the people who made rocket emojis probably also thumbs up. So exactly. So that got the guy's attention. So K A Z K uh, over at um, on GitHub. Kask. Kask. Uh, he started messing with it. So he's gave us a bunch of requirements we sent him the information on command box and ts box and gave him a few other things he wanted a, a logo and stuff so we were working on it he started writing cold fusion code based on brad's exorcism stuff and started getting yeah. a, a proof of concept working and the next day he tagged it saying ready for deployment i was like yeah he, he hammered it out in like one day he kind of copied the code the uh, exorcism stuff but having like never written cold fusion in his life like He'd, he'd like picked it up and he'd figured out command box and figured out tests and and uh yeah. he, he really did good so i was i was pleased with that yep. no i did not make the logo john <laughs> i don't make any logos yep so i just created a a base logo based on several different versions of logos out there so it's not one particular logo it's it looks like a cf but it's not adobe cf it's not you know so anyway, it's a it's a generic CF, but it gets the gets the point across. But so yeah, so now live on Code Wars, you can now do Cold Fusion CFML uh, code cutters. And so there's I think about eight or ten it's, on there right now. Every day they're adding more. Is there already that many? I've been I've been looking every day because new ones have been popping up. Yeah, and I'll do them. So it's it's pretty neat. Um, you can follow people, so I can follow Brad. Uh, I can see his he's using. Somebody actually followed me already. Yeah, I did too. Uh, but David, cool. uh, like I said, David Levine, or probably mispronouncing his name, David Levin. Um, yeah, Ken Merkel. We met at a conference a while back as well, and you know, there's quite a few people on there that I recognize. So <laughs> I'm following them, so I can see how they're doing. But um, yeah, so when you do the little code cutter. You can actually um, see the solutions and see who submitted them and what they did and how they did. Yeah. It. And as David said in the chat, the cards are totally addicting. They are. It's I mean, they're they're, cool. su they're super easy. But I mean, yeah. the, the big benefit of Code Wars, I like the Exorcism, and I, I helped create the Cold Fusion track for Exorcism. Uh, but with Exorcism, you ran it locally on your machine. So you had to install whatever the language was, PHP, Python, Cold Fusion, locally. You, had, you didn't have to clone directly, but they had a little CLI that would pull the files down and you would spin it up. Um, Code Wars is different. It's all web-based. So the infrastructure that it's all container-based behind the scenes that runs the Java or Python or, or you know, whatever languages, Ruby, ColdFusion you're doing, that all happens on their servers. And so you just type inside your web browser. They have a nice little, you know, web-based editor. You write code. You can hit Control-Enter, by the way. Nice little trick to run your code. You okay. hit Control-Enter, and there's a little kind of iframe on the side that just says, like, executing your code. Um, you know, it takes a few seconds because it actually like spins up command box literally on some little ephemeral, you know, container in the cloud somewhere. It runs your code, gets the results back, spins down, and then it pops right in your browser. Um, so there's, there's no installation. You could probably do it from your freaking mobile phone. I'm, I don't know. I haven't tried yeah. it, but I assume you probably could because it's all web-based. And, and the first the first kata you do is literally like, um, here's a function that doesn't work. It multiplies two numbers together. How do you solve it? You know, and it's just like a single line of code you change, you know, to make it work right, and you run it, and you know, it has all the tests that pass. Um, and they get more complicated from there, but they're really fun. And then as soon as you submit your answer, it takes you to a page where you see everybody else's answers they've submitted, and then you start scrolling through them, and you're like, oh dang, I didn't even think about doing that. That's so much cleverer than what I did. Yeah. Um, and I love so. being able to do some functional stuff because I admit I suck. You know, like Luis's <laughs> one of Luis's uh, code reviews for me was like. You know, your code works. It does everything it needs to do. But, you know, we could really work on beautifying it a little bit. <laughs> so I actually bought the <laughs> beautify code book or whatever, and I've been reading it. But this gives me a good way to play with some, you know, some map and reduce and different ways using ternary and stuff that I don't usually put in my code because I'm not comfortable yet. So I can use them here, little experiments, mm -hmm. you know, and it works. And then I can see what other people are doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, see, I did that. And so it's, I think, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you can compare and everything else, and it's it's neat. There's some really tough ones too. Like, you know, you got to break your math memory out too. Sometimes it gets a little well, tough. Yeah, I, I showed Gavin. I had a piece of paper the other day. I I had scribbled a whole bunch of equations trying to simplify them down when I was trying to solve one of the math related ones. It was really fun. 
And I started out with this huge equation that once I simplified it down was incredibly simple. And I was like, Oh, I never would have thought of that. Like, but that's what, you know, as long as the the test passed, it works. I I was mentioned on Twitter, actually, I, I don't know how health healthy it is, but I've noticed a lot of the, the code war solutions tend to trend to like as clever as humanly possible, which means like one line. So a lot of people have these like one line. That's like a bunch of member functions, like chain, 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 chain. They call that code golf, right? So yeah, it kind of turns into code golf. It's like, how simple can I make it? And I don't know, but all of them are actually like good code in terms of like self-documenting or code that I'd actually want to like put in a repo just because like some of it's like so simplified down. You're like, wait a minute, what is this code doing? But it's fun just to, you know, see how, how simple you can make it and how other people do it. So. Yeah, and I see Scott Steinbeck in the chat talking about how it is. And see, me and Scott attend the same JavaScript meetup, and every every meetup, that's what we would do, is we would start with a code cutter. We'd do, I want to do a JavaScript code cutter, and then we usually ask before the meeting starts to do introductions, we find out who's new to JavaScript. And we, mm-hmm. we ask the questions of them, so, okay, so just how do you go about solving this problem? Not code, just pseudocode. And then we kind of yeah. pseudocode it out, and then we start adding functions, and then we kind of get a solution that works. We run the test, and we're like, okay, this works, but let's see what we can do to make it more functional, more modern. And that's kind of the approach I take. Right. And so building on so, top of that, I've actually started doing my own little coding challenge. So I like this live streaming thing, I guess, because apparently I started another live stream. So I made a personal <laughs> challenge that every workday I'm going to try and do a a code cutter to to warm up, you know, get the brain moving a bit, and and so I'm live streaming them. So when I don't fail miserably with the audio setup like I did yesterday, um, or forgetting to push the stream button like I did the other day, um, I'm doing these live streams. So I basically Ooh. get on Code Wars every day. I just There's pick a new cutter as of today, man. Oh, product of maximums and array. I saw that one. I didn't do that one though. So Scott, you said I need to try some of the harder ones. The trick is there's only like six or seven or whatever called fusion katas that have been created. So people are kind of creating them as we go. Um, Gavin and I were talking this morning about how you create them. And apparently you have to have a certain level of like honor, honor. as they call it on yeah. the, on the site. So like my account's pretty new. I think I've only played a bit with it. So I don't have the, like the privileges to be able to create katas or I'd probably go in and help do some of them. So if any of you guys are already on code wars and you have a bunch of like honor built up from other languages, you can probably help get, get new ones created. Well, what you should do is jump in and um, jump in, Brad, to like JavaScript because a lot of them are very similar. And yeah, try and because the easy. higher ones you the higher ones you answer, the more honor you get from them. So that's part of the reason I'm doing the live challenge too. So every you know every day I'm doing a new one. Uh, I do a few on JavaScript and since CFML was accepted, I've done a few there. But I'm live streaming through Twitter. So if you go to twitter.com/gpicking, you can go follow me and you'll see instant notifications. And then I'm posting them on my YouTube channel as well. So you can see me make a complete fool of myself and guessing it and whatnot. But, you know, you, you mentioned having CF docs open the other day. I mean, I like, I open CF docs all the freaking time. Jeez. Um, of course, or I use the little command box command that Pete Freitag wrote that pulls from CF docs where you can just get the, the syntax of. It's in VS Code functions. too. I've got the CF docs um, thing in VS Code that just pops up when I'm looking for something or need something as well. Oh, yeah. But I just read a tweet the other day where someone said that they actually work for a government organization where they weren't able to Google or access anything on the internet. They were in a black box, no cell oh phones, no nothing, and they had to code from memory. And I was like, oh. I wouldn't be able to get anything done. Yeah, I know. I'd be like, oh, geez, what's the fourth parameter to this function? So, yeah, but so my life, my life coding is if you want to see how Code Wars works, uh, I've got three or four of them up already on my YouTube channel. Uh, we got the show notes. Uh, I'll put this in the chat in case anyone wants to go see them. But it's I'm also stupid easy. Just go too. sign up and start doing it. Yeah, start playing with them. And um, yeah, we're you know Adobe saw that what we we're doing and they said that they want to help support it too and try and get the word out and you know so uh, the you know it was kind of neat that the whole community came together so pretty pretty proud of us so we came together and harassed code wars until they added it exactly and they did it in a couple of days which is amazing so yeah i was actually surprised because i'll be honest a lot of these sites kind of turn their nose up at cold fusion when you mm-hmm. be like hey man can you include cold fusion they'll be like whatever nobody uses that screw you yeah. um so i mean kudos but, to code wars for uh for recognizing the awesomeness of cold fusion or at least just caving to our peer pressure well i mean way. yeah because really they had like most of the languages on there in the last year have m- no more than four thumbs up when we had 91 or not we have 92 now but we had about 70 or 80 within a few hours so Mm -hmm. that that just shows 
that's kind of cool, you know. It's warm and fuzzies there for the community, stepping up, working together, and uh, you know. Let me tell you, we are all about the warm fuzzies, people. Yep. So, so what gets us up in the morning? Warm fuzzies. So go check out my life coding challenge every day. You can watch me make fools of myself on that, and uh, you know, just what makes you think they're not doing that right now, Gavin. They probably are. <laughs> all right, okay. enough enough code wars. We're totally geeking out on it just because yep. it's like. It's super fun, fun addictive, but <laughs> okay. Conferences. Other conferences. Yep. Jinx. Yo, me a Coke. Adobe <laughs> CF Summit East 2020. Uh, so that's coming out April 22nd. It's going to be a one day conference. It's complimentary, so it's free. So go check that out if you're in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, the Save the date. Um, a lot of great content there. I think they're announcing the the sessions this week if they haven't already um but they also have workshops so after the conference they're having their confusion specialist certification so if you missed out on cf summit uh, you can go ahead and um, register now the remember the specialist certification conference uh post-conference workshop is a one-day workshop but you have to do homework beforehand they have a uh, you know a series of videos and course materials created by nolan and some other members of the community that have built up this uh, all this content then the one-day workshop you basically work through it we were tas uh, at cf summit it was a good experience you know um so you go through all the materials go over it people get to ask questions and everything and you have a multiple choice quiz at the end and if you pass you're certifiable <laughs> that you're certified as a, a cold fusion specialist so it's a pretty cool um you know little certification uh if that's something that you think will help your career or your business or or whatever requires it then definitely recommend doing it it's the first time they've offered a certification since cold fusion 9 which is what 12 years ago yeah it's been a bit of a drought there so it's good that they're getting it back yeah, it's a good sign for the community and that workshop is available so the workshop is um 4.99 it's 6.99 if you wait until after the end of february so i definitely recommend signing up early if you're going to do it gives you plenty of time to do the materials too and that can be done uh, at caraevents.carasoft.com or if you just go to the cold fusion portal coldfusion.adobe.com there's a link there uh, to go register and once you get that certification from adobe you can have that talk with your boss about your pay raise yep and if you need another one uh auto solutions actually has a cold box certification too so you can get certified in cold box stuff so, i think instead of print giving people like a certificate they can print out an eight and a half by 11 i think a much more useful tangible certification process would be like a cape they get to wear around the office that says <laughs> like cold box certified i don't know who's with me on this so this would you wear that around your office, especially when you're like, ah, raise, need, need, need to raise, do you see this cape? I don't know. I'm just yeah. Cool. Well, ideas. if you want more when you're in D.C., um, Auto Solutions is also doing pre-conference workshops as well. So Luis will be doing build, secure, MVC, cold, uh, cold fusion applications. So this is basically uh, a slightly modified version of the Hero Zero to Hero. Um, so... That's going to be Monday and Tuesday, so 20th and 21st before the conference on Wednesday. This two-day workshop, you'll build secure and scalable Cold Fusion MVC application. So they're going to be mm -hmm. building Soapbox, uh, which is what we build in the here it is zero to hero. Always have to who's, think who's about putting that. that one on? Is that Luis? Yep. So Luis will be doing that. Um, so two-day workshop, and that is available for registration now. That's 8.99 for that workshop. And just so you guys remember, the end of the box workshops right now is six ninety nine. They're on special, so if you want to go to those ones, are even cheaper. But eight ninety nine for um, that that there good two day workshop. Again, it's small classroom size, so you get about ten or twelve people. Um, if it's just Luis, if we get more, we always get an assistant to help him. But the the idea is there is a lot of one on one. Yeah, one on one. If you have a problem, we'll stand over your shoulder and get it working for you. So we'll stand over your shoulder and mock you relentlessly until you Google and find CF Docs and solve it. <laughs> yep. So you can register <laughs> for that now um, th through Eventbrite. Into the box 2020. We already gave you a pretty good overview here, but it's two days of workshops, two day conference from May five through eight in Houston. So that'll be. Uh, <coughs> Pretty exciting. So there, there was a question on Slack uh, this morning about exactly how long the super early bird pricing lasts, Gavin. We, what, what exactly is the deadline on that? We said end of the month. So this week, I think Friday the 31st is the last day for the pricing. We basically said once we okay. announced the workshops and the sessions, the pricing would go down. But I think we set a date on it. 
So. Okay. All right. I think uh, Vilde Brun was asking me, he, he was thinking that it was, it was only valid until the workshops were posted. So, or I'm sorry, until the sessions were posted. So I think there was just a question of if the yeah. price was immediately invalidated when those went up or if we actually had a date. So, yeah, I think there's the date is set on it, but, um, our goal is to have it up by then. So if we're early or late, then I guess you benefit one or well, benefit if we're early, not if we're late. <laughs> just, just sign up now and then it solves yep. all your problems. Yep, exactly. So I guess you should say that. Sign up now, get the price uh, while you can. Save 250 on the four-day workshop, 200 on the, the one-day workshop and conference. So, yeah, definitely should do that. Cool. Okay. All right. What we then, got? Then we also have a couple other conferences. So the Dev Nexus one is coming up February 19 to 21. You and Luis will be there for that one, right? Yep, we're going to Georgia. Viewcom is going to be in Austin, uh, March 2nd through 4th. Uh, I don't think anyone from Waters is actually going to attend that one, but I do believe um, um, Sam Knowlton and his team. Uh, they, Sam lives 15 minutes from the convention center, so uh, I think he'll be I there. I so backyard. I'd be remiss not to go. Yeah, so we, we thought about it, but I think with everything else going on, we, we will not be there. And then DockerCon, uh, it's going to be in Austin June 15th through 18th. Now, I'm hoping I can maybe get to that one. We're doing a lot of Docker stuff these days, so I should probably keep up to date. So You need to go and live tweet the entire event, Gavin. We're counting on you. Uh, sounds good. I think we should we should have an Autist Dockathon. Well, if it's going to be in Austin, I think we just need to all go down and yeah, that's what find saying. Luis's lake house and just make it happen. Yep, and then we can have a retreat before or after. I like that idea. So... Okay, well, that's the news and the conferences. Oop. So we're up to blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So you wrote a blog post about using cfconfig. You want to tell us about that? I did. I'm always using cfconfig. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a project I've talked about before, and I, I worked on several months ago with a client, and I'd intended to, uh, to blog. But it's, it has a, an example of... Um, uh, JSON file we use to apply government STIGs, which is a secure technical implementation guide. And so a lot of our clients that uh, that do government work, they have these huge documents of all the lockdown procedures they have to apply to a ColdFusion server to be uh, kind of officially approved as a, a properly locked down server, which isn't a bad idea at all. Um, but following these guides is a super manual process because the way they're written is all using the web-based administrator interface so you have to have some you know monkey sit down in front of a computer with this you know excel document or something a pdf and they have to go click on every single setting and verify what the setting should be set to and change it if it's wrong and it's just a really manual and kind of error prone process so um i'd worked with uh with george murphy on this he had came up with the idea to use cfconfig to be able to apply these uh these stigs to the ColdFusion servers um, and so the, my blog post just kind of talks about what that looks like. It's really easy to do. And I have kind of the sample JSON file we had used for that particular uh, client project. Um, obviously, the whole you know goal is not for you just to use that and blindly apply it to your servers, but to you know go through the settings and see what makes sense or what is a requirement of your company. Um, but you can, you can turn what traditionally might be hours of, of work for someone to go through on a server-by-server -server basis, and you can automate it fully with CFconfig. And I made a, a, an explicit point in the article of saying you don't have to be using command box servers for any of this to apply. And in fact, for most of these government uh, projects, they're not command box servers at all. They're tr traditionally installed standard, you know, Cold Fusion 2018, whatever servers. Um, and they, uh, what they, what they do a lot of times is they just run command box out of a temporary directory or off of a thumb drive. So it doesn't even have to be installed on the server. And so they can, you know, pop in a thumb drive, they can run a, like a task runner or a script off of that that just kind of runs command box, you know, out of a temporary directory, it takes the JSON file of their creation, throws it into the server, and in like, you know, two seconds or whatever, they, they've applied a full, you know, lockdown from a settings perspective onto a ColdFusion server. And then I also covered how, how uh, one of the alt same projects that George Murphy worked with me on, they used the, um, the diff function of cfconfig that'll create PDF reports that'll compare the settings on your server to the, the settings in the JSON file. And they'll, they'll mm. track nightly uh, all the settings on all the servers and they'll write these PDFs out to a network drive and they can kind of have an audit trail of if any setting changed mm. uh, away from what the gold standard settings are, they can immediately have that in a report every night. So that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, so I just wrote that up in a blog post to give people ideas and show them the kind of stuff we're doing with CF Config. Um, and it's, it's really saved a lot of work for some of these companies that are doing it. And again, they're not using Command Box for anything outside of just being a, a mechanism to run so, CF Config to throw these settings into a standard server. That's pretty cool. Yep. Okay, we also had another Auto Solutions blog about the first webinar of the year to feature CB Inertia. So as we mentioned, Friday, we're P Eric Peterson is doing uh, the CB Inertia webinar, so go register for that. And then uh, next we have Web Apper. Uh, they have a Pole Fusion to Lucy migration, a primer. Hmm. So if you're looking to, you know, maybe switching away from Adobe Pole Fusion to Lucy, uh, they have some, you know, things to think about, some pros and cons, and just stuff to be aware of on that process. So, yeah. So the Web Apper is a company that makes uh, C Fusion, which is a uh, a monitoring tool for Cold Fusion servers, kind of like Fusion Reactor, just as a super kind of simple uh, targeted tool. So Web Apper, if you ever heard of C Fusion, they make that, and Web Apper is also um, a Lucy member. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Quinn, the uh, the CEO of WebApper, is actually oh. sort of the acting project manager of Lucy. So okay, it, if you're on the Lucy Discuss forum and you see the guy come on, I am Sigmund is his username, mm -hmm. right? That's Patrick Quinn. He's the CEO of uh, of WebApper. So gotcha. I'll tie all those together for you. Thank you. <laughs> I mm -hmm. needed to tie those strings up. Yeah, because I knew all the names, but didn't know they all worked together that way. So yeah. Pretty cool. So, um, speaking of Fusion Reactor, like um, Ben Adele had a couple of blog posts on Fusion Reactor this weekend. He's been um, diving into it. Going yeah, crazy. so um, I think that so two blog posts. One of them is actually he's moving from uh, New Relic APM um, over to the Fusion Reactor APM. The application. And Fusion Reactor manager. rejoiced. You know, I need yeah. to I need to call up Integral and be like, you know, I think it was my screencast on the Fusion Reactor profile that finally pushed Ben over. Can I get like a cut of all these sales? I'm, and, I'm just and saying. And this podcast too. I, need, I mean, I, I need to throw that out there. Yeah. And we harass him on this podcast all the time and he listens. So <laughs> hi Ben. Hi Ben. Um, Tell him Brad sent you. Yeah. So the first blog post uh, is using Fusion Reactor API to add custom instrumentation in Lucy. So basically he went into the, the API for Fusion Reactor <laughs> to go and add all the in additional information he wants in that application. Right. I don't, I don't think instrumentation is the right word there. Um, to be, uh, to, I don't know, as a point of technicality. But basically, a Fusion Reactor, most people don't have any idea. They have a Java API that's kind of just baked into it. Um, and your application can report custom transactions that show up in the Fusion Reactor web interface. Um, so in, in addition to the typical ones just automatically show up like a web request started, um, you can track custom transactions of your own designs. So, you know, some chunk of code that you want to be able to track when it started, when it ended, what it did. Um, and so that's what he was tapping into, um, yeah. which, which is really pretty cool. I mean, the API is nice. Um, we have a, a commercial module for Coldbox called ProfileBox that does exactly what Ben was doing, but for Coldbox apps. And I even just did an integration recently in CommandBox that'll come out in the next version. It does the same thing. It, it'll let you see what commands you've run inside of CommandBox um, inside of a, a Fusion Reactor instance you, you attach to it. So that's this is pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, blog post Ben had just showing how to use that API and then have your, your application report custom stuff into it. So um, the documentation is kind of, it's out there, but it's a little hidden on the, the API. So Ben's post kind of just covers all the main methods that you would call to track stuff. Cool. I really like it. Yeah, so um, the first blog post is sort of, you know, using that. And then the second blog post is more of um, wrapping it in a safe mm -hmm. consumption in Lucy. And so um, he likes to wrap those type of classes, so he sort of walks through that. So We don't want any dangerous people. consumption. We want nope. safe consumption. Not at all. So Remember, people, yeah. API responsibly. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so a couple of good blog posts there. Uh, we also had a blog post from Keyshore just announcing the Cold Fusion Summit East. So we've obviously gone over a lot of the details already, but that there is, uh, you know, a little more information tells you to get there. So, again, that's in the show notes under, under that. Now, this next one is a blog post from Jason Steinhauser, Steinhauer, um, which is not Cold Fusion related, but is view related, and I like it, so I thought I'd share it. So the, it's exploration in unit testing Vue.js components. So obviously testing is good. Um, JavaScript testing has come a long way, and this sort of walks through him starting to test his Vue.js components. Um, and so... I thought it was pretty interesting. I really need to do more of this myself. Um, so what we need to do is, um, you know, look through that and then and definitely start testing your JavaScript too. So it's important as well. Uh, but it's kind of interesting though. It's very different type of testing because you're 
you know, you're testing UI. And so it's a different mindset for me, at least anyway. So, um, but that was a good blog post there. So also, uh, shared the, on the Adobe portal, I wrote a blog post saying, get us help get CFML called fusion added to the code Wars website and we win check that works <laughs> check box done. So, um, but that link is there in case you want to go look at it and, uh, find out any more information about it, but, uh, pretty good. Then Ben Adele had another blog post, and this one was epic. Did you get a chance to read this entire thing, Brad? No, I didn't read the entire thing. I, I, I saw the pictures and the tweets, and I had skimmed it. Um, it looked really cool. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have noticed a trend lately, but uh, Ben's had a lot of blog posts um, dealing with um, all sorts of interesting things. And I was kind of like, wonder where he's going with some of this stuff. So this um, he's going cold fusion with it. That's where he's going. Yeah, two and a half months of his of his li- of his life. He said the last two and a half months has been bananas. So bananas. Uh, basically, all the blog posts he's done the last two and a half months. You read this last blog post, and it all comes together. So he's basically tracking down a whole bunch of random issues that were being plaguing his servers, and this walks through all those blog posts and it makes sense of them all, and sort of shows the the process he went through. So. We we had you know these machines that were just getting tore up and he basically went through step by step debugging it and all the blog posts he's been sharing about different issues they all come together and you know basically you know went from all these machine hogs to this nice pristine awesomely smooth running service so um pretty neat and so it's good to see you know all come together but yeah previously i just thought his blog post was just kind of like oh what should i look at today randomness but now they're all work related and this whole big um you know performance update uh has been the driving point behind it so yeah cool. i mean so at envision you know they they had been on cold fusion 10 i think it was for quite some time and they'd kind of just gotten stuck and never upgraded to cold fusion 11 or 2016 and obviously um there was a lot of features they weren't able to use. They were really uh, falling behind security updates. So they had kind of made a lateral move over to Lucy uh, recently. And then I think kind of on top of that, then Ben had jumped into this big deep dive of let's find all the slow pieces and really tune them and improve them. So it's, it's pretty cool to see him talking about that journey. Um, and I mean, kudos to their company for really taking the time to dig in and do that kind of stuff. A lot of times those sort of features, you know, or not features, but tasks get, pushed back by management you know because they want you to work on the next big you know whatever but it's good to see a company really take the time to dig in and say let's streamline and improve uh you know the code that we've had around for you know years now yeah no for sure so yeah it was a really good blog post i read it one yeah and i was like that's epic like thanks so much for sharing you know it's just it's really cool uh yeah i I learned a lot from it even though i read all the blog posts too putting it all together was really neat so, very nice. So, thank you, Ben. We also had a blog post from Auto Solutions about the video recordings for Into the Box Latam. So, if you guys are interested in watching them, um, you can go check those out too. So, um, they're available up on our Vimeo page, and I believe they're pretty affordable. Um, I think they're about twenty-five bucks, twenty-nine dollars, something like that, um, for one day's worth of conference down there. So, some good stuff, and I believe. Uh, this, there were Spanish sessions, and there was an English session too. I think John did his in English. After all, they're going to get an interpreter, but most of the developers there could all speak English nicely, so he presented in English. But I believe most of the rest of the day was presented in Spanish. I think Edgardo's dancing was also in Spanish. Oh, I thought that was a multilingual. <laughs> multilingual dance. I, I saw some some funky stuff coming across Twitter of Edgardo like busting a move. So I'll have to cool. find a way to make it down there next year. Yep. It looked like a lot of fun, and the, the people and developers are going to be pretty neat, too. Okay, so just before we jump on to the coding challenge, John Ferrar let me know that DockerCon is going full virtual next uh, this year. So Austin is now canceled. Uh, it's no longer going to be an event. It's going to be a virtual event instead. So pretty cool. So just so you know, you don't have to travel to Austin. So I guess we'll have to try another way to get to Austin in the summertime to hang out the lake bread. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So next on our list, we got our coding challenge. So it's the end of the month. So it's time to pick a winner. So all those people who emailed info at code wars and tweeted and helped us, 
Um, I keep track of everyone who did that, and I did a drawing earlier this morning, and we have a Ooh. winner. So, Daniel, did you use Rafflebox to do a drawing? Uh, I did not actually. I was going to. It's on Forgebox, man. We've we have tools to do this. <laughs> I know. I I just used a, a number random number generator because I saved all the emails, so I just saved them in order. I did a random number, went down that to the list, and that's the the winner. So you know that's what Rafflebox does, right? <laughs> I know, but I had to make the list. It would have been more work. You just Rafflebox reads an Excel file. If you had it in Excel, you were halfway have an there. Excel. I had it in an email, and I was trying to get it out in time oh. today. It's a busy Man. day. Sorry. But anyway, so thanks to everybody who did email and CC'd me. And thanks to everyone who tweeted and retweeted and those who jumped on the, the bandwagon with a blog post too to get it approved. So uh, Daniel Mejia, I think it is. I've um, never actually said his last name out loud. I've always just read it in my head. Yep. But yeah, I know so who he is. Thank you. Um, good job there. Um, so yeah, so you're the winner. I've got your email since you emailed me, CC'd me. So we'll get winner, your winner Amazon, chicken dinner. Amazon gift card sent to you, so you can spend it and, and enjoy yourself. So <laughs> thanks everybody who's doing that. And so now we can actually do a real coding challenge. So me and Michael, if we get our module built, we might actually release the coding challenge through that module, and then maybe uh, as we get more things, more cards up on Code Wars, we can actually pick a Code War item and have people do it, and then we'll go through who the completions. And we can. Uh, so, pick are we announcing the February challenge on the next podcast then? Yeah, we'll do the February. We'll announce it on the February one. So, we'll have to decide what it is. So, I think since me and Michael have been working on this live stream and building that, I think what we'll do is we'll probably build one, build it, release it on Forgebox, and everybody has to learn how to get Command Box, install it from Forgebox, do the test, and then uh, then we'll we'll have them share their results. So, um, probably, but we'll have to decide what we're going to do exactly. But then, yeah, going forward, once we get more code cutters on Code Wars, that could just be the thing we do. We just, we'll, we'll put them up on Code Wars, and then we'll announce which one we're going to work on, maybe try and do a trickier one, see if people can, you know, fight their way through it. And then we'll go through the solutions and pick a winner that way. So it could be fun. Cool. So coding challenge for this month is over. Uh, tune in next week. And when we have a special time next week, too, I'll announce that as well. But uh, we're going to be doing a late uh, episode because we'll be on site with a customer. But uh, Brad and Eric will be leading that, and I'll be behind the scenes directing. <laughs> Don't forget the green screens. Yep. All right, got to keep moving. We're like at an hour now. Yep. Okay, CFML jobs. We got uh, like 60 CFML jobs. So we got a Confusion developer position in um, Bengaluru, uh, Kanaka. Uh, we have a junior Confusion developer in uh, Karachi, Kerala, India. We have a specialist Confusion um, position in Quebec City, in Canada. We have uh, Jeez, who uses Confusion in the U.S. anymore, right? Yeah, well, here's one: <laughs> Confusion software engineer in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, does Tampa really count, though? I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we have a full stack Confusion developer in Aurora, Colorado. And then, actually, the CF Web Tools guys are saying that they're wanting to expand <clears throat> their team as well. So they've got a, they're looking for a jack of a CF jack of all trades who isn't afraid of AWS or servers. So um, see below and see if you qualify. So they're looking for a Confusion system administrator. They're in Omaha, Nebraska, but they're accepting local and remote positions. So the link is in the show notes there as well. So there you go. a lot of jobs there getcfmljobs.com has 31 positions right now from 23 companies so if you need a job go find one getcfmljobs.com um, and then yeah check out that one from um, CF Web Tools and if anybody actually has a job opening they want a list here please just contact us and we'll be happy to, to post it up there so okay. module of the week module of the week so this is the latest one uh on forgebox and it's a pretty cool yeah, one added by jordan clark jordan clark has a lot of api wrappers and if, <clears> if i recall it. he had an application that had tons of integrations on it and he's been going through refactoring the model into modules as, as he goes so yep that's awesome yeah so he shares them all on forgebox which we appreciate thank you jordan so the so, key for you is the next time you think hmm i want to i need to write an integration for xyz what's the first thing you do Go search Forgebox first. Exactly. It may already be there. So this CF IP API is a, a REST API to the AP, IP API.co, which uh, helps you find the location of an IP address. Say that one five or times fast. Or CF Pappy, as I like to say it. Yeah, CFI Pappy. 
So it'll give you information like the city, region, country, continent, postal code, lat, lawn, time zone, etc. for an IP address. Oh, and he's even got ASCII art at the top of his readme. He's a man after our own heart, isn't he? Yep. So it's pretty cool. It. Pretty it looks like a pretty simple package. It wraps it nicely with REST API. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for IP locations, great little module. So thank you, Jordan, for adding that. And you'll try it out and let us know if you guys got any feedback. Next on our list, VS Code Hint Tips and Tricks of the Week. So we've been talking about Vue.js a lot lately. Obviously, we like Vue. Um, but this one is a pretty cool little one. It's called Vue Peak. So what this allows you to do is actually when you're in your Vue code and you see a single file component, you can actually use the Vue Peak. You can right-click on a module and say Vue Peak, and it'll pop open a window with that component. So it's just like peeks into it. Mm. So you don't have to remember where the component is or how you added it or whatever. Your, uh, your file should know where it lives, and then you can basically peek into it and see what the component does. With so the just, props does it whatnot. just use Vue's conventions to, to know where it's going to be? Well, I think that, you know, it actually uses the imports and everything. So, um, conventions and imports. <laughs> Scott says it's uh, for seeing if the light is on in the refrigerator. <laughs> it's can... only on when you're looking, Scott. Only when you're looking. Yeah. So, yeah. So, View Peak um, is made by Dario Fusanero. Um, but it's got almost 240,000 installs and five stars. So, it's pretty popular by the sounds. 240,000 people can't be wrong. Yep. Well, I don't think 240,000 people all voted, but those who did, that. five stars. You don't know that. So, yeah. But um, <laughs> it allows you just to peek into them. It's pretty neat. Uh, I like that type of you know introspection inside my tools. So, But, yeah, so that's a good little one. So view peek, and the link will be posted in the show notes, and I'll copy it to the channel here as well. Cool. Love it. Yep. So... <clears throat> We're at the end of the show, so um, we're going to thank our Patreon supporters. But before we do, I said next week we're probably aiming for a, a 5 p.m. Pacific or a 5.30 Pacific. We'll give you an update. Subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, to get the update if you're listening. We'll be broadcasting from sunny San Diego. Yeah, we'll be down in San Diego next week. So, Hopefully but, after a resounding Chiefs win at the Super Bowl, but just going to throw that out there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, he's gonna I, wear his chief shirt if they win. What are you gonna wear if they I, lose? I'm gonna, Brad? I, I gotta find somewhere where you know won't be like a sea of forty ers that want to kill me. Mm-hmm. Gotta find a place I can watch the game in a safe space. Root for the yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, go go to Outback. You probably can watch the rugby instead. <laughs> or should <I> watch rugby. <laughs> hey man, yeah. f- first time in fifty years to get back to the Super Bowl in Kansas City. Kansas City's like lost their freaking minds, man. That they renamed the main street in my city to like Chiefs Boulevard. All the buildings are like red and, and yellow. You think it's been fifty years? Oh wait, it has. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Everyone in California is sort of like, wait, the Forty ers made it? Like really? Like <laughs> they haven't made it too often lately. I mean, I remember growing up watching Joe Montana, you know, on the Super Bowl and stuff. But they've had a, a little bit of a bad streak lately. But everybody can't win yep exactly well anyway so um thank you to all our patreon supporters everybody who uh um, supports us via patreon we appreciate it um, whether it's a small donation or a big donation it all all helps and uh things like forge box command box cold box content box test box and all the other boxes and even some of those that aren't named boxes are all powered Watch by box. by your support so all the funds go directly into our open source work so we really do appreciate it um, so, yeah, we're pretty happy to have you guys supporting us. And if you're wanting to support us, you can find out more on uh, autosolutions.com slash about us slash sponsors. So. Cool. Well, thank you, Andrew Davis, Brian White, Calvin Stedden, Dali, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, Didia Lesnicki, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, John Farrar, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Taxma Tirahadi, Matthew Clemente, Richard Herbert, Samuel Knowlton, Scott Steinbeck, VJ, and Yogesh Mathur. So thank you, everybody. I uh, hope we didn't yep. mess up the names too bad. So remember. And if we did, we don't care. Remember, live streaming tomorrow night, live streaming every day from me. Uh, we've got a webinar on Friday. We're going to have names for the names and sessions for Into the Box coming out next week. And we have a special time next week. 
man, there's a lot going on this week too. There is. How are we going to get anything done, Gavin? I don't know. And I got to start doing this conference podcast. So we're going to be releasing some podcasts about into the box, about the workshops to find out more about them. And then we're going to start speaker interviews too. So a lot of great content coming your way. Um, so good time. So yeah. So thank you everybody. Um, have a good one. And we'll see you next week. Special time. All right. Adios. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.